teach an old dog a new trick. I think it's time to sit, stay, listen. Hello and welcome to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sayall, Certified Professional Dog Trainer, coming to you from Forward Radio 1065 FM, broadcasting from the historic Hayburn Building in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org, to check out all of our previous episodes as well as all of the other programming available from your grassroots community radio station. And we are listener supported, so don't forget to hit that donate button. At Sit, Stay, Listen, we are here to answer your questions about your pets, their behavior, and why they do what they do. So don't forget to send those questions to us. We want to hear from you. You can reach us through the Kentucky Humane Society Facebook page, or you can send an email to behavior at kyhumane.org. Now getting into our questions today, we have several really good ones, and there are two that I'm going to spend a little bit of time on here, and if we have a little time at the end, then I have a couple of short ones that I can get into. But my two main questions that I'm going to be talking about today are helping our dogs select appropriate toys, such as their own toys as opposed to your children's toys, for example, if you have kids in the house, and how to work with a dog that wants to grab and tug his leash if you try and take him for a walk. So let's start with Jennifer's question first. Jennifer says, Hi Kate, I have a two-year-old retriever mix and a four-year-old daughter, and my dog loves stuffed animals. The only problem is that he only loves my daughter's stuffed animals. And my dog has toys everywhere. He has stuffed animals and bones and lots of things to play with, but the only thing he's interested in are my daughter's stuffed animals. She gets really upset when he takes her toys, and we keep trying to take them back. We put them in new places, but he always seems to find them and will completely ignore his own toys and only wants to play with hers. How can we keep him from taking my daughter's toys away? Okay, so... I totally understand what's going on and how this can be a tough situation for your family and especially for your daughter. And I have a one-year-old at home. I totally get it. So let's look at a couple of different things and try and figure out what our options might be for this moving forward. So like we do with any behavior, the first thing we want to do is take a look at any safety considerations and make sure that we take any necessary steps to keep everybody safe. Most important to note that a child that age should not be left unattended or unsupervised with a dog under any circumstances. So constant supervision is absolutely crucial. And make sure that you teach your daughter to always ask for help. Don't try and get the toy back from him herself. Make sure that she knows to find an adult and ask for help to get her toy back. If you're seeing concerning behaviors like your dog growling, snapping, or being protective or possessive over toys, 
or you have concerns about your dog knocking your daughter over in a way that could be potentially dangerous, then we need to look at taking some management steps. And in cases like this, or really in general, baby gates are your best friend so that you're able to set up separate play spaces whenever needed and practice good management. And then from there, contacting us at the Kentucky Humane Society Community Behavior Department to set up an appointment to work with one of our certified professional trainers is going to be a great next step. Now, once we've gotten all of the safety pieces in place... Then it's time to look at what's going on from the dog's perspective and what might be causing this behavior in the first place. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that dogs do what works. And in that sense, they do what works to get our attention. That's their primary goal. So if chewing on their own bones, their own toys doesn't get our attention, we leave them alone when they're doing their own thing, but picking up one of your daughter's toys gets us to get up to chase them, to get the toy back, to yell at them, then your daughter's toys automatically are going to be much more interesting, much more powerful, and much more attractive right off the bat because they automatically have attention attached to them. So that is a really important distinction that is made right away. Interact with my own toys, I get ignored. Interact with small humans' toys, lots and lots of excitement. And remember, even getting in trouble is better than getting ignored. So how we respond to our dog when they interact with that toy matters. So that's the first thing that you want to keep in mind. The other thing that we can think about is that these toys are constantly getting shifted and hidden and put up and tucked away. So you might actually be creating a really fun find it game for your dog. Probably not on purpose, but your dog is in a position where One, they're already very interested in these toys, and now there's this really neat activity of these very special toys getting hidden, and we can go through the process of trying to find them. So in a couple of different ways, we've put a lot of very special value on these items. So that's just something I want to think about going into this. And by taking them away and putting them away and our dog only being able to get to them sometimes that also gives novelty to these toys so when they get this toy it's also a very special thing with all of this attention and they had to look for it and find it and they get to throw themselves a party so there's all kinds of stuff going on whereas with their own toys they're just kind of around they're boring they don't get attention for them They're not fresh and new. They're always just available and nothing exciting happens when they interact with them. So that's our step one. Okay, so now that we've kind of broken down what it is about those toys that is so interesting to our dog, now we want to look at what about that can we carry over to our dog's toys to try and instill some of that joy and some of that excitement into their own toys so that they can direct that into something that's going to be 
positive and agreeable and not so upsetting to our little girl in the household. So one of the first things I'm going to recommend is rotate your toys. Have smaller groups of toys. Instead of having 25 toys out all the time and it's always the same 25 toys, maybe take a handful of toys, five, ten toys, whatever it happens to be, a small number, and have those available and put the rest away. And then after a while, a week, ten days, whatever, take those toys and rotate them out for the others that have been gone. And magically, all of these actually older toys are going to be brand new again. So reestablishing some novelty with some toys can go a really, really long way in helping them be more interesting and more exciting. If your dog has plushy toys or rubber balls or things like that that can be cleaned, clean them. Make sure you clean your dog's toys with something that's going to be safe. Remember, they do put these things in their mouth and chew on them, but wash them. Remember that our kids' stuff and our kids' toys are really, really clean compared to our dog's toys. So maybe take a step in that direction and see if we can take that grimy stuffed animal that our dog has been dragging around on the floor for who knows how long and spruce it up a little bit so we can make it a little more interesting for our dog. And actually wash those Kongs, wash those muddy tennis balls from time to time. Help those be a little more fresh, little new for them. And then put toys away sometimes. In my household, just the process of going and taking out all the toys is a fun game for my dogs. So we put the toys away. I haven't gotten to the training process of teaching my dogs to put their own toys away, don't judge me, but I put the toys away. They very much enjoy pulling them out of the box. That is an activity and an enrichment project for them all by itself. So Put the toys away. Let your dog ruffle through that toy box and pull stuff out as they'd like to. But that also helps to keep the dog's toys in a designated area, which can help the dog understand what toys belong to them and what toys do not belong to them. So cleaning up periodically and putting things away can absolutely help, and that goes both ways. So helping to keep your children's toys also in a designated area and somewhat separated. From there, we wanna look at the training portion of it, which is how can we actually teach the dog what belongs to them and what doesn't. And this is a great opportunity to utilize your Leave It cue. And if you have not taught Leave It, this is a great time to start. And Leave It just means this does not belong to you. And it's important to note that with leave it, leave it is for things that your dog can never have. This will not belong to you. It is not for you. So leave it is absolutely perfect for our kids' toys because those are things that we just simply do not want them to have. So when you begin working on leave it, hold one of your kids' toys in a way that you have a pretty good grip on it. Your dog can see it. 
they can put their nose on it, but you don't want them to be able to take it away. And then also have some food reward available to you. And when your dog looks at that children's toy or puts their nose on it, you can let them check it out, but the second that they move away from it, turn their head, look at you, whatever, you're gonna say, leave it in a bright, happy voice. Woohoo, leave it. Remember, leave it is a happy thing. Then you can say yes and hand them a reward. So when you tell your dog to leave something, leave it is not a punishment. It shouldn't be scary. It's not something that our dog is getting in trouble for. Leave it is a behavior. It just means, hey, buddy, not your business. Leave that alone. So when our dog hears leave it, we want them to look at us and go, oh, me? Okay. And the second they move away from that thing, we can reward. So working on leave it is great. If you haven't taught a leave it yet, using a recall, using coming when called, is a great alternative. So if you see your dog going towards something that you don't want them to have, or if they've already picked up something you don't want them to have, calling them to you is a great way to either call them away from something that you don't want them to approach, or to get them to bring something to you that they have that you don't want them to have. And remember, with recall, always, always reward your dog for coming when called. A few episodes back, we did a whole episode all about coming when called. So if you missed that one, definitely go back and give that a listen. Super important skill for all of our dogs and extremely useful for pretty much everything you're ever going to do with your dog. And remember that one of the best ways to encourage your dog to play with their own toys instead of somebody else's is to make sure that you are engaging in cooperative play with your dog. Make sure that their toys mean that they're going to get to do fun, interactive things with you. So play fetch, play tug, make sure that you follow the rules with tug, Tug needs to have a good drop with it as well. Your dog needs to be able to follow instructions. But play those games with your dog and make sure that those toys are there for you and your dog to enjoy together. You are tuned in to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society on Forward Radio 106.5 FM. And we'll be back after a short break with some original music by John 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 Slater. Welcome back to Sit, Stay, Listen with the Kentucky Humane Society. I'm your host, Kate Sayall, Certified Professional Dog Trainer, here to answer your questions about your pets and their behavior. 
The first half of our show, we talked about how to help your dog understand the difference between their toys and your kids' toys if you have children in your household. So this part of our show, I'm going to be answering a question from Nick. And Nick's question is pretty short and to the point. Nick says, my dog thinks his leash is a tug toy. And that's about all of the information that I got from Nick. But honestly, that's okay. The answer for this question is going to be pretty consistent whether we are talking about a 8-pound Chihuahua or a 90-pound German Shepherd mix. Even if the functional application might look a little bit different from dog to dog. But at its root, what we're really looking at is a dog that is just too excited. We're usually seeing some overstimulation. So the leash comes out and it's, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do. I'm going to pull on this leash. And excitement and stress are very heavily overlapped and very closely related. So our first goal is we want our dog to associate the leash with being calm. If the leash comes with a ton of excitement and stress, grabbing at and tugging on the leash is going to be an obvious response. So the first thing we need to do is start to change the way that our dog is emotionally responding to that leash. So starting to work inside of your home on some basic manners and obedience work, things like sit and down and eye contact and hand targeting, really, really basic foundation stuff is a great place to start. And when you do that, start practicing those basic behaviors, most of which your dog may already know, with your leash in your hand. Just because you're holding the leash That does not mean that you're going to put it on. That doesn't mean it has anything to do with what you're working on. The idea is that we're trying to take some of that excitement out of that leash and start to normalize it a little bit. Yes, the leash is here and it's not a big deal. So rather than the leash coming out eliciting this super excited, oh my gosh, response, The leash is coming out. We're going to practice politely sitting. We're going to practice eye contact. So the presence of the leash means that we can be calm, we can be focused, and that we can follow instructions. And then we can start to work in things like clipping the leash to our dog's collar and then unclipping the leash. When you start to work on these exercises, like anything else that we work on, make sure that you have your treats handy. And if you use a clicker, that's great. Otherwise, you can just say yes. So have the leash in your hand and wait for your dog to stop looking at the leash and look at you instead and then say yes and then hand your dog a treat. Ask your dog to sit. Say yes, hand your dog a treat. Really, really simple. And then when you go to clip the leash on your dog's collar, if your dog immediately tries to grab that leash, just stand back up and start over. You can put the leash behind your back if you need to. If your dog has already grabbed that leash, just let go, stand back up, and look away. Remember that your dog is grabbing that leash to try and start a game of tug. 
And if you don't hold the leash and tug back, then the game doesn't work. Simply drop the leash and wait for your dog to bring their attention back to you. Go back to your basics and don't try and clip the leash again until your dog is nice and calm and focused. So we're starting to practice using the leash as part of our basic manners and obedience outside of excitement so that our dog is recontextualizing it as part of training, as part of something that doesn't involve playing crazy rowdy games. Now the other thing that we can think about is we may not just see this behavior when we go to put the leash on our dog. We might also see this behavior when we're out for a walk. Our dog might be walking along politely, just fine, all is well, and then we get excited, we get a little bit rowdy, we turn around, we grab the leash, and we start to play tug. And we're in the middle of a walk, and we're kind of stuck. We can't necessarily let go of the leash. We don't want our dog to get loose, and it can be scary because if our dog pulls hard enough, especially if you have that 90-pound German Shepherd, your dog can yank that leash right out of your hands, and then you have a loose dog, which is never good news. So what do you do? We have a number of tools that we can look at and a few things that we want to start to be working on. So as I always say, when you leave your house to go for walks, always, always take treats with you. Do not leave your house for a walk without taking food reward. That is really, really important. And if you have a dog that wants to grab and yank on the leash, one of your most important jobs is to look for opportunities to reward your dog for walking along politely. If your dog is not grabbing and yanking on the leash, hand him a treat periodically. Our dogs do what works. If something gets them rewarded, they are likely to repeat it. So if your dog is walking along politely, if they glance up and check in, if they are minding their own business, they see a squirrel and they don't react to it, whatever it is, if your dog does something that you like, hand them a treat for it. Don't be stingy with your treats, especially out on walks. Give your dog treats. I like giving my dog treats. I'm not stingy with my treats. So look for opportunities to reward your dog at times when they are not grabbing and yanking on that leash. Now, if this is a habit that your dog has, it is inevitable that at some point you are probably going to see this behavior on a walk. And we've already established that there are absolutely some safety concerns with this. So what do you do? If you've been practicing those basic obedience cues at home, especially in context with that leash, you have some tools that you can work with. We like to think about incompatible behaviors, so things that we can ask our dog to do that they cannot do at the same time as tug on that leash. So if your dog has a really solid sit and they want to play tug with that leash, you can always ask them to sit. And then remember, you are carrying treats, so if they decide to put their bottom on the ground, 
you can reward them for sitting. And remember, they have to spit that leash out to take that treat. If your dog has a hand target, which is something I've talked about in a number of different episodes, a hand target is your best friend. It's teaching your dog to tag your hand with their nose. So if your dog has a hand target, you can ask them to tag your hand away from their leash, move your head and your mouth away from the leash, and then reward them for turning their head away from the leash. You can ask them for eye contact, just to redirect their attention away from the leash and back to you. So sometimes by just going back to that basic foundation work, asking for some basic behaviors and then rewarding them for following instructions, we can refocus our dogs, kind of bring them back to center, say, hey, remember me? Remember when we follow instructions and do what we're asked? We get treats, see, this is cool, we can keep moving forward. So that is one option that you have. And if it works, that's great. Now, if it doesn't work, you can get stuck. We can't drop the leash for safety reasons for the most part, and so we're kind of forced to return that game of tug, to tug back. And so our dog is getting reinforced for pulling on that leash. They're getting exactly what they want. So you can put a second leash on your dog in these situations. So that would be having a safety line for yourself. If you have a dog that wants to grab the leash and tug on it on a walk, then before you leave the house, clip two leashes to your dog. Hold one that you're walking with and just let the other one drag. Just ignore it, let it drag, and if you do end up in a game of tug that you do not want to be playing, you can reach down and pick up the other leash that has just been dragging and drop the leash that your dog is playing tug with. Important to note, pick up the other leash first before you drop the leash that your dog is tugging on. But if the tug game is not being returned, if your dog just has a leash in their mouth that isn't engaged in a tug game, it's going to be a lot less interesting. And then you can just continue to walk. And remember, as you move on, reward your dog for walking next to you. Make sure that they're getting rewarded for giving up the tug game and moving along. And if you have a dog that is insisting in engaging in a tug game, when you're on a walk or when they're excited. This is a dog that's telling you, hey, I like to play tug. And tug can be a great game. Now, as I mentioned earlier, tug does need to have rules. It is important if you play tug that your dog learns how to drop politely. It's important to work in things like sits and weights and downs and It's important that your dog learns how to follow instructions even when they're excited. So tug is a great game for learning those skills. But if your dog wants to play tug, if it's something they enjoy, by all means, take this as a hint that your dog would like to play tug. Make sure that you find an appropriate tug toy that is nothing like a leash Draw a very clear line so that they understand what an appropriate tug toy is, and that does not include the leash, and 
so that they have a proper outlet for wanting to play tug. They understand the context. They understand that there is a time and place for it. And all of these things can help you take your walks back and keep your dog from trying to play tug with their leash. So I know we only got to two questions today, but they were two really great questions. So I hope that was all helpful information out there to everybody. So thank you so much for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen. Hope you enjoyed our show today. Thank you to John 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 Slater for our music break and our original theme song. Be sure to visit our website, forwardradio.org, to check out all of our previous episodes of Sit, Stay, Listen and all of the other fantastic programming available with Forward Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Sit, Stay, Listen, and we will see you next week. I think it's time to sit, stay,